Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Kill, the Wrestling Connoisseur, and it is Monday. That means we're going to do the Raw preview show and uh, the Raw post show after it's over with. Uh, we'll see how long we run today. I'm actually just post the preview show in its entirety instead of doing it together. We'll see. Feel a little crazy today. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. There's no plans today. We took a little bit off last week because it was a nice big long holiday. Uh, But I was sitting here on my commute this morning trying to remember what the hell happened last week. What happened on Raw last week? And, uh, you know, I sat here and slowly it started coming back. Um, that's not a good thing, I think. Uh, and, and that's, that's saying on top of it, last week's show wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't the worst they've ever done. That's for sure. So a lot of seeds planted, a lot of fallout from Survivor Series, a lot of, uh, feuds and storylines kind of wrapping up. Um, a lot more seeds planted, as we build this road to WrestleMania, the pre-road rest to WrestleMania, I guess this is kind of like a, the exit to the road to WrestleMania. Royal Rumble is just right around the corner, and then everything will officially begin for the last part of the uh, season, I guess you would call it. <clears throat> so where are we at now? We have... The supposed Seth Rollins heel turn. And uh, let's talk about it. Didn't take much. You know, Seth Rollins has been on Twitter for the last several months and just uh, putting his foot in his mouth, putting his foot in his ass. And, um, you know, I mean, really just getting people to hate him. Um, Was that a precursor? where we're at now was it planned or was it just this is the fallout I don't know couldn't tell you maybe he wanted to turn heel maybe he felt stale and so maybe that's why he he went on Twitter acting a fool I I really couldn't tell you either which way it's where we're at now it worked I think you know everybody wants to hate Seth Rollins I think he's uh I think he's a pretty good worker. Let me rephrase that. He's a pretty good hand for WWE. Uh, Worker-wise, eh, you know, leaves a little bit to be desired for me. I think think if you had, if I was running the company and Seth Rollins come in, I, uh, first, if, if he would listen to me, I would have him quit doing all his 
crazy high flying shit because everybody does the high flying shit anymore. So uh, I think you you kind of want to be different. You want to look a little bit different. And to me, Seth Rollins does not look different than anybody else out there. Uh, so I mean, anyway, I di- I digress. Seth Rollins last week turned heel, essentially because he badmouthed the entire roster. He said, hey, way to drop the ball, guys. I'm trying to be a, a leader around here, and look what you guys did. Not me, you guys. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think it kind of worked. You know, essentially, uh, since uh, the entire locker room just kind of like turned their back on him. But, uh, you know, they it, it felt like they were trying to make it feel real, like they're trying to blur the lines. Um, I don't think it felt like that at all, really. I mean, it seemed like that's what they were trying to do. Um, you had everybody else just kind of like shrug him off and leave. Of course, Kevin Owens getting his face. We have nice Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens interaction. Uh, this could be a good feud. You know, this could be the good feud that Kevin Owens needs um, to really show us what he can do as a babyface. Um, it could also be the feud that Seth Rollins needs to really get over as a heel. So hopefully this gets pushed on. Apparently tonight, of course, they're going to follow up with that. Um, the preview that, that I've read says that Rollins is going to issue an apology. Uh, so that should be good. And in whatever manner, I think Rollins is a great heel. So um, people love to hate Rollins. So hopefully, hopefully, this uh, this will work. Um, the big question is AOP. What are they doing with AOP here? Um, if I could criticize something, if you want to to make AOP look different and feel different, you know, they had all this buildup about them being tough, badass dudes. And they are, you know what I'm saying? The, you've got the one guy who's an MMA fighter and you had the other guy who was a, a, an amateur wrestler and whatnot. And two big bad dudes, two big guys. Uh, one's Al, Algerian, I believe. No, maybe he's Albanian. He's Albanian and the other one's actually Canadian, uh, but he's of Indian descent. Um, so it, I don't think they really pump into that. They just want you to know that they're foreign. Um, so they have them speak foreign languages. They have translations. First time I think we've ever seen that in WWE, which was a kind of a nice touch. Um, but they have them come out almost like mob bosses is what they look like. But when they came out for their match, it was just the regular outfit sans the muscle shirt. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like, why, why don't you just have them come out in trunks? If you're wanting us to take them seriously now and then present them in a different manner, having them just come out with the shirts, just, I don't know. is like, okay, it's shirtless AOP. Now, um, uh, we get to see them do the same shit shirtless. Uh, they look good in the ring. I think Ryder and Hawkins, uh, sold worth a million bucks for them. Uh, the question is, you know, are they better? Uh, will this alliance with Seth Rollins, which everybody assumes is going that direction, uh, is that going to look help them in the long run? So, I think it will if that's if that's what they do. 
Um, so that was the big start of the show. That was the big ending of the show, too. Um, kind of came full circle. And I guess we'll see where it goes from there. I I didn't catch Starcade. I don't know if anybody else did. Uh, I kind of forgot about it. Just happened to flip it on last night and Starcade was on. And I caught the opening segment and that was partially and that was it. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what kind of what happened to Starcade if there's any fallout for tonight in the Raw. But uh, we also get Charlotte Flair in a handicap match against the Kabuki Warriors. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, they'll probably have Charlotte win. You know, that's what I'm, <laughs> as, as much as they, they build Charlotte up. I mean, she is, I've, we've compared her to the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Um, I say she's almost to the point now where she's like the Goldberg of the women's division. She just cannot lose. It seems like, um, even in losing, it seems she just totally dominates, um, and, and just, you know, buries the competition in a sense. And it's no fault to her, of course, I think she's a great athlete, um, but just the way they've, they've booked her, um, yeah, I don't know. So we're going to get that. Uh, we'll have some AJ Styles fallout. AJ Styles, what, what happened with him is he lost his U.S. title, of course. Um, in a quirky roundabout way, they had a, uh, I believe it was a fatal four-way between uh, Orton, Mysterio, McIntyre, and Ricochet. How could I forget the super call, Ricochet? Uh, of course, Rey Mysterio won that, and then Rey Mysterio went on to defeat AJ Styles for the title. Uh, but, you know, we have Randy Orton to thank for all this, right? So, yeah, there's there's apparently going to be a feud developed here. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. I don't know. It feels like this has been done. And where, where do you go from here, honestly? Um, I've got no idea. I mean, why... I don't know. Orton's the face again. Why? I don't know. The Ricochet Orton thing apparently dropped. Who knows? Um, yeah, Orton's going to feud with the OC, I guess. You got me. You got. I have no idea. Is this just something that they're just throwing out there? I mean, I don't know why I have Orton in any heavy feuds, to be honest. The guy's on the downside of his career... So I would be using him to really be putting over and getting over younger talent. You know, I thought the Ricochet idea was probably a, a good a good idea. Um, the Ricochet storyline to get to get him over. You know, um, yeah, I don't know Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Umberto. There's a handful of guys that they could use Orton to get over. Uh, that's not to mention all the the heels. You know, you got uh, Andrade, who could use a great feud to really get him over. Uh, so using Orton, I don't know, maybe this is filler for, for Samoa Joe. 
just plugging him into a Samoa Joe aspect so they can swap it over. I, I have no idea. Uh, but Orton, he's there. They're going to use him. Uh, AJ doesn't need Orton to get more over, so this does nothing for AJ. It was just a, basically an excuse to strap Ray. So where do you go with that with Ray Mysterio? There was no preview that I saw, speaking of Ray Mysterio, uh, defending the U.S. title. I expect a ricochet Ray Mysterio friendly bout here or there. Um, maybe maybe Ray and Andrade uh, can feud over the title. I, I would not mind seeing Ray put Andrade over with the U.S. title to um, you know to have him do something. Uh, word out, the rumor is that Vince um, has already pulled the plug on Umberto, that he's not impressed with the kid, uh, and basically the same thing with Cedric Alexander. You, know, you had the Cedric Alexander push there for a second, and and then that plug was pulled uh, as well. So I, gosh, I don't know. I I don't know what Vince doesn't see that other people see versus what Vince sees that nobody else sees like uh, ricochet the ricochet push I don't know it's, it's been crazy it's been mega crazy so um, and apparently Vince is really high on Keith Lee now who uh, rumored is that he thought was Big E originally uh, way earlier when they was like hey Vince get a load of this guy and he's like oh Big E it's like no, that's 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 Keith Lee. What? Oh goddamn, pal. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the rumor mill. Who knows? Um, but apparently Vince is high on B. Um, sorry, Keith Lee. And uh, what does that mean? Who knows? Because Vince is high on somebody one second, and then he's not. Just like I guess getting high. He is, and then he isn't, and then he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Dude's like 90 years old. I don't know why he's running the company still. Um, so, yeah, I, all those stuff about Heyman and, and uh, Bischoff, who's now gone, having complete control and reins um, of their prospective brands, I think is bullshit since uh, now we're getting word that Vince has pulled the plug on Umberto's push. Uh, that tells me Vince still has his creepy crawly fingers down deep in the shows. So uh, I would expect major changes, of course. So it, yeah, that's that's what that is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I imagine we'll see some something with the uh, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy story moving forward. Hopefully, uh, I don't know what else. I really don't. I mean, this is right now. It's kind of plug and play. You know, we have a handful of storylines, um, and it's just a matter of you know where these storylines go. If they're going to do anything with these storylines, you know, we've had the Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Lana thing. I do know that the Starcade they had like a last man standing match. Uh, I don't know who won. 
hopefully that was the end of it. I don't know the point of the feud is at this stage since uh, Rusev has already like tossed his ring and he doesn't care about Lana anymore. And it's it's not about her. It's about him. And I don't know. I don't know where the storyline's going. I don't know what the hell else they could do then. You know, is it just a matter of uh, Rusev wants revenge? He, he, I, it hasn't been clear. You know, they've had a lot of highlights, but not a lot of story. Um, not a lot of logic to this. So, I don't know. You know, uh, I think, I think it's all for naught because Rusev's over anyway. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. You know, uh, to me, it's like if they wanted Bobby Lashley to have a valet manager person, they should have just stuck him under Zelina Vega. Yeah, she has Andrade, but why can't she manage two guys? You know, to me, she would mean more to Bobby Lashley than Lana does you wouldn't have this awful uh, relationship storyline going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make much sense to me. But it's there, I guess. Um, who knows? Honestly, who knows? Uh, everybody wants their like, okay, well, if you're going to have Lana being, uh, you know, cheating on Rusev, then we obviously need to have Aiden English back because he's the one that told us this all along. And here's my biggest problem with that. If you go to uh, WWE.com's corporate site, you look at the job listings, you look at any of the writer positions, one of the top things they say is, you know, the writer must... No continuity of the product. And do we ever see continuity in the writing at all? Because I sure don't. I'd never see any continuity in WWE writing. So, uh, not specifically the writer's faults, but I think the top guys, you know, the ones running the show, your head writers, which are always the wrestling personalities. Bruce Pritchard, Road Dog, um, those guys, Michael Hayes. They're the ones that should know the continuity. And if you have the writers telling them, well, this is a continuity, and they ignore it, well, you know, what's the point in putting that in there then? Anyway, that's that's roughly all the storylines going on for Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Rusev, Lashley... AJ Orton. Uh, you know, I don't think the War Raiders have any storyline right now, so there's your tag titles just sitting there floating in the wind. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it. Sadly, uh, yeah, we don't we don't have a Brock Lesnar storyline. Apparently, he's gone until Rumble. Like, we're not going to hear 
hair nor height of Brock Lesnar to Rumble. Uh, Rey Mysterio, of course, doesn't have a storyline either. Um, and the tag titles don't have a storyline. So none of your titles have any storyline moving forward. So there's that. Uh, what would you do? You know, I mean, this is a stage is kind of a blank slate in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't want to play my hand here because uh, John and I are supposed to be doing some fantasy booking from Crown Jewel to WrestleMania. But uh, if I'm looking at Monday Night Raw and, and I know what's ahead, number one, I got to have a champion that's going to show up. And sorry, you got Lesnar into this position. He's getting paid the big bucks. I would have made sure, damn sure, that he would be available every Monday night. Whatever it took. Because if he can't show up every Monday night, then I don't need you as champion. Point blank. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one thing I would be doing. I, I think until then, it's like you got to push some face in a major way to build them up as credible challenger. Um, and you don't have a lot of credible talent right now to take on Brock Lesnar. Uh, you could throw Randy Orton in the picture, and I think that would also be just a, you know, Orton's going to show up at least, but is that going to create excitement is the question. So uh, I think you have a few possibilities. Uh, if, if Kevin Owens can get some steam behind him, I think you could use Kevin Owens. I think right now the probably the obvious choice, maybe the not so obvious choice, probably the hottest choice, the choice that the fans would get behind the most quickest would be Aleister Black. And uh, that means they would really have to step that that entire storyline up really fast or that gimmick up really fast. Um, and iron out all the, the problems with a guy that's looking for a fight that doesn't want to go look for a fight. Uh, if he's going to be a face and he's looking for a fight, I feel like he should be out there kicking everybody's ass no matter what. The OC's double teaming someone. Alistair Black needs to be out there triple teaming someone. If uh, other people are, are just beating down a baby face, Alistair Black needs to be right out there. He needs to be the first one out there. Um, if you have Paul Heyman in the ring saying Brock Lesnar's beating everybody Aleister Black needs to be coming out not waiting for someone to knock on his door because here's the thing and they made their own joke about it last week but Buddy Murphy knocks on the door and he's not there is he Aleister in the bathroom you gotta go knock on his bathroom door. You just let yourself in. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't get that whole aspect. But uh, yeah, I think that could be the best way to go. At least now, till you know, you, we get on a good path and get somebody else built up. Uh, it would get people excited, and you could tease a lot of things out of it. But it doesn't seem to be the path they're going down. So that's the preview. Uh, it's, it's not a lot of preview because I mean I don't know what the hell's going on there and there was really no 
no mention of Becky Lynch the preview just that Charlotte was going to be taking on uh, the Kabuki Warriors so I don't know what the deal with that is uh, yeah I I don't know I think last week's raised some questions but was it enough to really get people to tune in you know was the Rollins AOP thing enough I don't think it was because like I said I've done forgotten about it until I really sat here this morning. It took a good half hour for me to think about what the hell happened last week on Raw. You know, so there you have it, folks. Going to let this thing sit. We will be back with the post-show thoughts after I watch Monday Night Raw tonight. Hopefully tonight. And, um, yeah, we'll see... If they they really follow up on these storylines, if they create more storylines, plant a lot of seeds. I think it's going to be a, a fast build from here on out to uh, to the Royal Rumble at the end of January. So, uh, yeah. All right. Oh, wrestling fans. Ah. Psychology still matters. Storytelling should be consistent. Maybe that's why I'm a connoisseur of wrestling. Tweener is not an alignment. I don't want any part of it. Goodbye. Welcome to the fight against Marxism. This is the Square Circle Journal. And now, just John and the wrestling connoisseur, Sam Kiel. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.